Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. I trust everybody had a good night's rest. Good morning, uh, Miss Nicole. Glad you're watching this morning. And uh, appreciate everybody joining me each each day for these devotionals. Uh, I know 6.15 in the morning is pretty early. And uh, hey, I get up two hours before this to do my devotions of prayer and uh, uh, so I could be in preparation uh, to do these each morning and I tell you last night was not a good night for me I didn't sleep very well I tell you old devil uh, good morning Ed uh, is uh, just attacking just having nightmares I mean just some crazy stuff and I know just the old devil attacking just plumb just demonic uh, uh, attack and uh, it, uh, makes for a rough night sometimes. And, uh, when those, those situations happen and, uh, uh, but you know what? My God is greater. He's powerful. And when I get those, uh, when the old devil starts those attacks, uh, cause, um, uh, you know, like I said before, good morning, Robin. I don't put a lot of, uh, stock in dreams. Uh, there are certain instances where, Maybe the Lord is trying to reveal something. Now, through biblical history, yes, God revealed himself in, in different ways through dreams. But um, nine times out of ten, it's something you've ate or drank or watched before you went to bed, you know. But uh, usually if, I, if I'm having those nightmares, if I'm, if I'm unable to sleep, I start quoting scripture. And uh, that uh, always helps. And if you can think of any scripture, there's been times where I couldn't think of scripture. And all I did was just say the name of Jesus and what, what great power there is in the name of Jesus. You know, as I said uh, yesterday, uh, I try my best to um, hold off on uh, political commentary. I was doing that for a little while before each devotion, uh, but then I felt led to uh, uh, to not do that anymore. Uh, but I will. I am going to make a statement uh, this morning, and I think it's imperative and it is important as a pastor to denounce Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, you know, as I was talking about Sunday morning, uh, this uh, this Antifa, Black Lives Matter movement, are nothing more than domestic terrorists. And uh, you can agree, you can disagree, but, you know, uh, I do believe, as God's Word says, all lives matter. Uh, we are of one race, the human race. Obviously, black lives matter, white lives matter. Uh, this, um, the fallacy being propagated by the progressive liberal left of, of this um, uh, annihilation of African Americans by police officers is, is complete bogus. In fact, uh, there are more whites statistically who are killed than blacks by police officers. Um, nine times out of 10, it's a thug who is not complying with a police officer, uh, who is attacking a police officer, trying to take their gun, has a gun, has a weapon of some sort. And then all of a sudden when they don't comply, try to attack an officer and they are heaven forbid killed, then obviously then uh, they are, are a martyr and it's the cop's fault. It just it, It's absolutely mind boggling. A lot of people don't realize that Black Lives Matter is ran by uh, a couple of lesbians, you know, that's why you're always seeing the, the gay pride thing with Black Lives Matter. I never understood how that come hand in hand. But if Black Lives Matters, then how come uh, they're not worried about black on black crimes? When another black shoots another black, nobody says anything. Little children are shot. Nobody says anything. Gang related issues. Nothing is said. Only when a white police officer shoots a, a black uh, individual uh, is, is anything said. And the reason why I bring that out more pastors need to quit uh, uh, condoning and complying uh, with these these terrorists, and uh, and to make a stand. All right, has some intestinal fortitude to say we need to stand on biblical principles, not on these 
cultural Marxist, this cancel culture that we're seeing. And we're seeing, we see passion out there because they just want to be like Joel Osteen and just smile and just love everybody to death. Well, you know, that's not how it works. And as pastors, we have to be leaders in the community and we have to denounce these things. If you're protesting and you're in the middle of the road, you get your fanny ran over. Well, you know what? You uh, should have been stupid enough to stand in the middle of the road, quit blocking traffic. You want to peaceably Protest, go up and down the sidewalks and protest. But if you want to put your butt in the road, then don't be sitting there going, oh my goodness, I can't believe he was hit. Well, you know what? Uh, don't quit, quit smacking cars, pulling people out of their cars and beating them to death, and maybe you won't have to worry about it. You know, I just feel like as a pastor, uh, we need to take a hard stand against these kind of uh, ter domestic terrorism. Again, uh, I don't stand for racism. I hate racism. Like I said, I've had small taste of it because of my lineage and my grandmother being Japanese. I was tortured growing up. I mean, there's no way other way to put it. I mean, I was, it was just a nightmare. So uh, I kind of have a, a taste of it uh, to a certain extent, but that's why I hate racism. You know, we just need, we all need to come together. The only way it's going to change these things is not giving in to these Marxist uh, that, uh, that are out there that's, that's propagating socialism, which leads to communism, uh, to silence Christians. The only thing that's going to heal this is the heart. Jesus Christ, the only thing that's going to heal this divide, the only thing that's going to heal this racial division is Jesus Christ. And when people understand that, you know, what God's word says, there's neither Jew nor Greek, uh, there is, we all, all come together. You know, they want, that's what I was talking about, particularly when it comes to uh, uh, critical race theory. And uh, they want to uh, measure oppression through intersexuality. Uh, and uh, and the intersectionality uh, is measuring the uh, oppression between, uh, uh, you know, if you're black male or black female or black lesbian female, you know, the, they, they want to measure your level of oppression. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Our identity is in Christ Jesus, not in our race, not in what you identify sexually. <laughs> you know what? We are, are, are Jesus. We have to make a hard stand. And that's why they hate Christians, and I, because we stand in the face of of uh, homosexuality because we know it's wrong. We uh, we we promote uh, godly family values and traditional family values. Uh, we uphold the very things uh, that uh, those in the left hate. Which is like I talked about Sunday. Is it's amazing that those in the Western culture uh, how slavery was abolished. Women were liberated. We see all these things that with, where Christianity is at. People flourish and do well, but everywhere that Christianity is banned and silenced, you see what happened in Nazi Germany. You see what's happening in China. You see all these things that are happening when these things are taken away. So, my friends, you know, the reason why I bring this up, and good morning to Niall, and good morning to Debbie Sipe, uh and David. Uh, it is, uh, I mean, where this individual got ran over this past week and reading some of the comments under there, uh, just really getting angry. In fact, uh, there's uh, another individual who's obviously promoting uh, this kind of behavior and their type of protesting I was reading on Facebook today, and I wanted to really comment on her uh, post, but I knew if I did, I'd lose my temper, so I didn't want to do anything that would cause harm uh, as, as a pastor. But it is, um, uh, you know, I, I cannot for the life of me understand how you defend this kind of actions. And uh, I'm telling you right now, guys and gals, uh, I think we're on the precipice of a civil war. I think most people have had a belly full of these idiots 
And if, and if the liberals cheat their way into the office and Biden gets elected, I won't be surprised at all uh, if it's going to be all out war. And because I just, everybody has had enough. They've had it. We want our liberty. We want capitalism. We want to promote godly values. We're tired of this attack. We're tired of this bullying that's going on. And as a pastor, I am denouncing and I am calling out these Black Lives Matters as terrorist group, as what they are. Antifa as a terrorist group. I call it, start calling them what they are is terrorist. And I'm tired of little wimpy pastors out there who's so scared to death of offending somebody. So, oh my, let's not say anything that's going to hurt someone's feelings. Well, you know what, you little wuss, go on. You don't need to be behind the pulpit if you can't have a spine to stand up to say what needs to be done. We have to be leaders. We have to stand on the whole word of God. Uh, whole word of God. And uh, who cares? Uh, culture and society is going to change, but the word of God is static. It is, it is Im, Im, immutable. It does not change. And that's why we have to stand the whole word of God equipped to playing uh, footsies with those in the world. So I, uh, sorry, I had to get that off my chest this morning. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, do our Pledge of Allegiance, and then we'll get into our devotion this morning. Let me get, okay, there we go. Try to get it up here on the website. If you'd be so kind, please, to remove your hat and to stand. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Debbie says, I want my old America back. Yes, ma'am. I know when you said that made me think of, uh, uh, I know I'm a, uh, geek when it comes to comic book heroes and such and uh, uh in that avengers movie where captain america obviously he you know been asleep for 75 years on the ice and brought back and they gave him his suit and uh he said i figure the stars and stripe stripes were a little old-fashioned now and uh, uh the guy looked at him and said i think america used a little more old-fashioned that's what we think about that and that's true america needs to get back to a little old-fashioned values and uh, uh get back to the uh, to the core fundamentals of putting God back in the home and uh, and applying corporal punishment to some fannies because that's the reason why we're seeing these little babies out there protesting because now we're seeing the the, the fruit of the labors of the uh, uh, the the parenting or the lack thereof uh, the, with these generations and, and because we they they were the timeout generation. Well, let's put little Johnny in timeout. We don't believe in spanking. Well, guess what? Now we're seeing what's uh, as a result of that. And uh, uh, we need to, uh, parents need to start being parents with being their child's buddies. They got enough buddies at school. They need somebody to be a parent and tell them no and to bust their fannies when they act out and uh, to show teach them respect uh, towards their teachers uh, and their elders and police officers. And if we had a little more old-fashioned of that, I think we'd be a lot better off. So, Yeah, I'm a little ticked this morning, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, I see these on the news, these police officers getting shot, uh, seeing the, the stupidity of people defending these kind of actions on social media. And uh, I don't know about you all, but I've just, uh, uh, just had a belly full, so... Well, this morning we're going to look at First uh, Peter chapter five verse six. So, if you have your Bibles handy, if not, and uh, I've got this here to where you can read along, try to make it as easy as I can for you guys and gals. 
but first Peter five, six, and uh oh, I've got the wrong hold on here. Those on the website, give me just a second. I didn't I don't have it on the uh social media here. Let me get to, there we go. All right. Now we got it. Sorry about that. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. All right. Sorry for the technical flub there. I apologize. Um, I think it would be, be wise uh, to go back up and read verse 5 and with a uh, uh, in accordance to verse 6 here in 1 Peter. First uh, Peter 5, verse 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, to the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Uh, you know, and of course, I would encourage you to read that whole chapter. It would, I mean, I mean, it don't take you, gosh, that chapter ain't nothing. It would take you no time to read that. And, uh, you know, but one thing to be said, God wants our humility. He wants us to be humble before him. He wants us to put away all that, that pride, uh, that selfishness, that self-centeredness. Uh, we are so quick and easy to exalt ourselves uh, on a spiritual level, uh, or we think that we're uh, above those we think that are maybe uh, are greater sinners than ourselves. You know, and and, and I know that's uh, you think, well, I'm not like that. Well, you may not be, but there's people out there that I've met that are. They are quick to say, oh my gosh, look at this person. What's their problem? Why are you know? They're so easy to quick to tear somebody else down. And uh, God, he, he draws near, he draws close to the humble, you know, that's why we, and we need to make sure that we are going to God in all humility when we pray. And uh, to pray, if you have to, to put away selfishness and pride and covetousness and put away those things that could hinder your walk and relationship with Jesus Christ, because we need to come before God and worship each and every day. And I hope that's something that you're doing, that you're truly giving God his, his, your full attention. You know, God is a jealous God, and we need to make sure that we are, are giving uh, our, our best to worship him each and every day. Now, when you, when you think about worship, nine times I tell people think of, of, of singing in a church. That's what they consider worship. Well, that's, that's one aspect of worship, you know, and, uh, and I encourage you uh, to take an active role uh, and when we uh, have music at church uh, to sing those songs. And like I said yesterday, I realize if you're like me, you can't carry a tune or a note in a bucket. And it's, it, you feel embarrassed uh, to sing out loud. But, you know, we need to let our joy be full and we need to sing out loud. We need to sing those praises to God. One day, that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. It's going to be a wonderful thing. But that's one aspect. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid, like I say I was just little. Uh, I don't know. I was probably... How old was I then? I want to say, in fact, we just lived right down the road here, not far from where, I'm, where we live at now. But um, I think Dad had just started into the ministry. In fact, he um, he just started, I think, at Grand Bible College at that time. And um, we went to pray. Well, you know, like I said, I was only five years old. Well, uh, I wanted to pray. But when I started to pray, I was praying to Santa Claus. You know, again, I was just a kid. I didn't know any better at all. And I started asking Santa Claus for things. 
And, um, and dad stopped me immediately and explained to me, you know, the difference between Santa Claus and God Almighty and who Jesus Christ was. He, you know, he, he, he did it in a very kind way. He wasn't like, you know, was very nasty about it or, uh, and, and, you know, he, he was very gentle and, and showed grace, uh, to a little boy that didn't know any better. But the point the reason why I bring that out is I think that a lot of people, when they go to God and worship, uh, they're looking at a, they're looking at a Christian Santa Claus. They they have a list of gifts that they want, list of things that they want, and uh, they present that and expect him to uh, to grant those uh, that that laundry list of of what I want. You know, you know like how kids used to. Oh, you know, they used to write down what they wanted for Christmas and they expected to get that. And I think that's why a lot of Christians view God as some, as a type of Santa Claus to grant them their every whim. And that is nothing further from the truth. Uh, obviously, Santa Claus, although, albeit he was, uh, uh, St. Nicholas was a, a real person. Uh, and uh, of course, over time that uh, evolved into the, uh, uh, what we see as Santa today. But uh, there's a difference between a fantasy that is not real and the difference between a real God. Now, Santa Claus is a great story. It's fun. Like I said, there was a real St. Nicholas, and there, there are legends surrounding him. And, and, of course, you've heard at Christmas time. In fact, Daddy wrote a little comic book, a little coloring book to give to children explain uh, exactly that St. Nicholas was a good, godly Christian man and how that evolved into what we see today. And even though people say Santa's not real, technically we can say that he is because he's alive in heaven. But again, he was just a man. That's just between a man and God Almighty. And we go to God in worship. We go to God in prayer. We need to understand the reverence that we need to have, the deep respect we need to have. And we need to seek out God, not what he can so much do for us, but submitting ourselves wholly, totally, utterly, and completely to him, seeking out his will for our lives. See, so many times we pray, we're, we're not asking uh, with all humility. We're trying to, and it's submitting to what God's will is. We're trying to bend God's will to our will and what we want. And, that, and that's where we have to put that aside. We have to submit ourselves to God and seek out his will for our lives each and every day. You know, God is not here to grant your pocketbook. God is not here to, to grant you uh, riches and homes and cars. You know, you have pastors out there who preach that. Uh, you know, they, they want peace and prosperity. And if you're uh, sick and if you're poor, then that means you've got you've got sin in your life. And that's why God is not great. I mean, it's, it's just insanity. Uh, God is not worried about the temporal things of this world. God is, is focused on the eternal. And that's what where we have to be at as Christians. Are you focusing on the eternal? Are you focusing on the things of the world? What are you focusing on? Are you going to God in all humility? And God, you know, pray, God, how can I be used for your service? Lord, how can I be a better Christian? How can I be closer to you? Or are you like a child with Santa Claus? All right, I, I want a new car. I want a new home. I want, you know, it's okay to pray for direction and leading 
uh, in these areas. You know, if you're if you're looking for a new home, God direct me in the, in, to the to the home that you want us to be in. Nothing wrong with that. But now, if you're sitting there saying, "Well, I want a mansion. I want five million dollars. I want to live in Hawaii and drive a Ferrari." Well, you know, that's come on, guys. That's just that's insanity. But um, so hopefully you're understanding my point here, that we need to be very humble before God, very meek before an almighty God. That's one thing I was talking about on Sunday evening is the lack of reverence and the very flippant attitudes many people have and almost not only bla almost borderline blasphemous and mocking God uh, in their attitude. And we need to hate and abhor sin. Uh, going back to really my, my opening monologue, if you will, uh, the, uh, the the fact that there's too many pastors out there who are not condemning sin, not uh, not condemning those things that are ungodly. And in fact, instead, they're just uh, making everybody just feel good and patting them on the little head like Mr. Rogers and saying, I, I like you just the way you are. Well, you know, uh, God wants you just the way you are. But we have to shed our, our, our sinful lives. That's why it's a die of self. You know, right? Take up the cross and follow after me. You know, those who, who give up their life, he will give them eternal life. You know, that's, we have to give up those things of the world. And that's why we need to come to God in all humility before him each and every day. On your knees, praying for God Almighty. Uh, you know, you don't have to be literally on your knees. It'd be great if you can, but if you're like me and you got bad knees, it's hard to do that. So I, I bow my head in reverence, and uh, uh, or I may just lay in the floor. But you know, my point is, I'm trying to give God His reverence and understanding <clears throat> that I'm going for a, a mighty and holy. <clears throat> excuse me, a mighty and holy God, and uh, I want to be humble. <clears throat> I want to be. That's why when I when I start out praying, that I. Uh, I'm begging and asking God for forgiveness. Any sin, intentional, unintentional, anything that needs to be confessed uh, so that, that I can be made right before an almighty God before I go to God in prayer and submitting to him and understanding that he is the ruler and author of our lives, that he is in control of every and all thoughts, words, deeds, actions, whatever transpi transpires in this world, God is in control. And uh, even though the prayer request may not always be answered the way I want it, sometimes the prayer request may be wait, sometimes it's answered in no. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't want to hear is the word no. But any father, any good parent understands we, can, we can't give our kids every single thing that they ask for. Sometimes we have to say no. And they may pitch a little fit. And that's when they have to get their little fannies busted uh, to, to straighten up. And sometimes maybe God's got to bust that little fanny of ours to get us back in the right direction. But my point is today, my friends, make sure you're spending that quality time in worship. Make sure that you're being humble before an almighty God. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, help us to put away sinful pride. Help us to put away selfishness. Lord, help us to be humble before you, Lord, to be sincere. And uh, Lord, understand the reverence and the respect and the fear that we need in coming before an almighty God. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose in the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and watch Lord protect us this day. Lord, be with this nation. You know, this divide in our land. I bring peace upon our nation. Lord, help Christians to truly stand up for what is right, what is holy, what is honorable, to be the salt of the earth, to, to, to preserve what is right and what is holy. 
And Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts and minds of the people of this nation like never before. And they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I just want to lift up our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger and Troy Hood, Linda and David Feathers, Roger Winters, uh, Lord and Mr. Murph, and bring healing upon him. And Lord, I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. I pray that you be with Fran Pear. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you be with all these uh, prayer requests and concerns that uh, that we, we come across each and every day. Lord, I pray that you be with our president. Give him the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that he needs in the running of our country. Protection about him and his family. Lord, I pray that our election will results will be a good one. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, uh, Ed uh, said, uh, grateful for your faithfulness to bring the word each morning. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate those kind words. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today. And uh, just remember, if, you want to, if you're on social media and you want to share these devotions, you can always find me right here at... Uh, uh, Doctor uh, Dr. Young 77, <laughs> yeah, here in a second. If you want to share these devotions, they, they, friends or family might enjoy watching these. They can watch live, even though they're not on social media, they can watch live on our website at flbconline.com. And uh, as always, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes, free of charge, but it's audio only. And it has all of our sermons, uh, all of our uh, all these devotions each morning you can listen to as you're going out and about your day. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.